0: Amen. What a great time of worship tonight, and what a wonderful time of worship this morning. And so we're just thankful to be able to come back and just praise the Lord once again tonight, and look at life that is a life of peace, or life that is falling to pieces, and only we know which it is. And we can go back and forth sometimes too, can't we? We can be living a life of peace, and then suddenly something happens, and our life begins to fall to pieces. But we don't want that. We want the life of peace. So how do we have it? Well, tonight we asked the question, we fall to pieces when we, what? And so we go to Matthew chapter 26, beginning in verse 31, we find that Jesus has his disciples gathered into the upper room, and they're having what they call the Passover meal, what we now commonly call the Lord's Supper, the Last Supper, and Jesus was teaching them one last time before he departed this world, before he was arrested and crucified, and during that evening he washed the disciples' feet got out on hands and knees and washed their feet and teaching them what a servant ought to be because they were thinking, you're the Lord, you're the Master, you're the Savior, and you're God's Son, and you're on the floor washing dirty feet? That's beneath you. You shouldn't be doing that. And he said, I'm a servant. I came to serve. And as Christians, we're the same way. There's nothing beneath us that we should think, I wouldn't do that. I can't do that that I'll serve in other ways, but I can't do those kind of things. Jesus said, I'll do whatever I need to do to serve the other person's needs. And so we should too. And so he taught them about foot washing and what that all meant about being a servant. And then he told them one last command. He said, a new command I give you, love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, he said, all men will know that you're my disciples if you love one another. And so if we want to remove all doubt from the people around us, if we're a Christian or not, we simply love one another. That separates us from every other religion in the world. And so he's with his disciples that night, and during that evening, then he told them this very night that we're here, that we're talking here in this room tonight, he said, you will all fall away on account of me. For it is written, I'll strike the shepherd, and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. And so he's quoting scripture. He's showing the prophecy that's fulfilled as a result of what would happen in just a few hours from where they were right then. And he said, every one of you, all 12 of you are going to fall away from me because of me. But he said it's fulfilling scripture. And so we want to make sure we understand this word fall away. What does it mean to fall away from Jesus when he says on account of me that it's going to happen? So let's make sure we understand that phrase, that word. The word fall away simply means a stumbling block that gets in our way that causes us to trip and fall. And every now and then you find that true either in your home or walking around somewhere or out in the woods or out in the yard. You'll be just walking along and all of a sudden you trip over something and you didn't, where'd that come from? I didn't know that was there. And so you've tripped on a root, a stump, a rock or something that fell or something that was in your way. You didn't notice it or a sidewalk or whatever it may be. And you just tripped over it and you begin to stumble. That's what he's talking about the falling way. Uh, something gets in your way and trips you up, makes you fall. It also means to be offended. Have you ever been somewhere in a group of people or with a group of people or or with just one other person and you've gotten offended? You ever been offended? Yeah, everybody has? Almost almost everybody. Right, Wayne has. He's raising his hand back there, and so Art Alex has and a few others. But you know what it means to be offended, don't you? And so if you're offended, somebody's either said something or done something that hurt your feelings. Our feelings got hurt because they said this or they did that, maybe about us or toward us or around us, and it just hurt our feelings. And so we then are stumbling. We are then falling away because something has been said, something has been done that has offended us. But the word follow-away follow also means something that causes us to distrust and desert the one we should be trusting and obeying. So there we are in a relationship with somebody where it's husband, wife, brother, sister, parent, child, uh, boyfriend, girlfriend, boss at work, teacher at school, whoever it may be, and something's been said and something's been done and now we can't trust them. I thought I could trust you. I thought I could depend on you. But now I see that i got to desert you or you're going to desert me. We're going to have a separation in our relationship. And I should be trusting you and I should be obeying you. But now I can't because something that's happened, something that's been done, either you did it or it happened around me, or whatever it was. But now <laughs> I don't trust you and obey you. That's also falling away. We had a trust relationship with somebody and now we don't trust them. And we've seen that in relationships too, haven't we? I trusted you and you did this and you did that. I can't trust you anymore now. But ultimately ultimately, it means the word scandal. Uh, we all know that word. We see it on TV all the time. You know, there's this scandal going on and some uh, maybe superstar, some athlete or some celebrity or somebody we know, a politician you know, they've gotten caught about something and this story just covers all the headlines and look what they did and look how they acted and look what happened in their life and Boy, that's a real scandal. Now, the whole world knows about it. They were trying to keep it secret and keep it hidden, and now the world knows about it. It's a big scandal. That's the word falling away. But in our case, who was it that would fall away? Who's going to be doing the falling away here as we're reading these verses? The disciples would be. They're the ones falling away from Jesus. Now, what or who would cause them to fall away? Jesus. Jesus would be the one causing them to fall away. He said, this very night, you will all fall away. You will have a stumbling block. You will be tripped up. You will be offended. You're not going to trust me. You're going to desert me. And there's going to be a big scandal tonight on account of me. It was Jesus, not Satan, not the guys coming to arrest Jesus, not the Roman soldiers, not the world as we think of the world, But Jesus Christ himself, because he would do something and he would say something that they simply disagreed with. He would do something, he would say something that they didn't approve of. He would do something to say something that said, there's got to be a better way, there's got to be a different way, Jesus. We don't like the way this thing's going, and so we think something ought to change. And so as a result, they fell away. You're a stumbling block to me, Jesus. I'm offended by you, Jesus. I don't trust you right now, Jesus. I'm going to desert you right now, Jesus. There's a big scandal going on right now, Jesus, because for three and a half years we've been right there with you, and we've seen all the miracles, we've seen all these things happen, and now this is going to happen. I don't agree with that. I don't trust that. You know, can't you just put yourself in their shoes? And so the actions of Jesus Himself would cause the disciples fall away, not the world, not somebody, but Jesus Himself. But He goes on to tell them that you'd be scattered. But after I've risen, I'll go ahead of you into Galilee. So you're going to all fall away. You're going to all run away. You're all going to desert me. You're going to scatter like sheep. And, but I need you to understand, but after I've risen, after the third day, I'm going to rise from the grave. I'm going to go ahead of you into Galilee. So he didn't, he didn't even address you know, what they're going to be doing when they're falling away. He just said, let's move beyond that. Let's skip past the events that are going to take place and know that I'm going to go ahead of you into Galilee once I'm resurrected. But even the disciples, after they would fall away from Jesus, still gave, he still gave them the opportunity to be reconciled with them in Galilee. He said, you're all going to fall away on account of me, for it's written, I'll strike the shepherd and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. But after I've risen, I'm going to go ahead of you, Galilee, and I'm going to meet you there. And so Jesus said, yes, you're going to fall away. Yes, you're going to stumble. Yes, you're going to fall. Yes, you're going to scatter. Yes, you're going to desert me. No, you're not going to trust me. But he said, there's getting past that. I'm still going to give you an opportunity to reconcile with me. And that's what Jesus does. Because many times we do fall, don't we? We do stumble. We do things we shouldn't do. We say things we shouldn't say. We go places we shouldn't go. And we stumble in our relationship with Christ. We're just not where we ought to be. We're not as close as we ought to be. We're not intimate as we ought to be with him. And so something's happening. and we fall away from him. But Jesus is always doing something to reconcile us to himself, always giving us that opportunity to come back closer to me. I know what you've done. I know you deserted me. I know you fell away. But I'm offering you the opportunity to come back and be close to me once again. He's always doing that with us. He's always doing that for us. Well, Peter replied, even if all fall away on account of you, I never will. You can count on old Simon Peter. I'll be right there with you. You know me, Jesus. Remember that night, Jesus, that you were walking out on the water? And I saw you and I asked you, could I walk to you on the water? And you said, come on, and I did. Remember that, Jesus? And Jesus probably said, uh, yeah, I do remember that, Jesus. But also, Peter, but I also remember you began to sink. <laughs> because you took your eyes off me and looked at the wind and the waves and the, and the mist hitting you in the face, and you began to sink because you didn't stay focused on me. I remember that part of it too, Peter. And Peter says, hey, remember that night? I mean, that day we were up on the Mount of Transfiguration, and Moses appeared there, and Elijah appeared there, and, and it was just wonderful. It was just glorious, and all these things were going on. We said, let's just stay here, Jesus. It's so wonderful. Let's just stay up here on the mountaintop where it's so great and wonderful. And Jesus would say, yeah, I remember that, Peter, but I also remember my father speaking out, telling you to shut up too. <laughs> and listen to my son, because you're trying to talk too much, Peter. And so he didn't literally say shut up, but he might have in Hebrew. Right? I'm not sure how it went, but told him just be quiet and listen to my son. And so all these things, you know, Peter was there and he's saying it once again. He's filling his plate full and uh, speaking for you. You know puts in uh how's it go put your mouth in gear before your mind, you know you, you go in and shift it out and put your mouth in gear, and you had to put your mind in gear, and you know you're kind of a little ahead of where you're thinking and saying things you shouldn't be saying and getting ahead of yourself. well, Peter did that all the, even if I fall away on account of you, I never will and Jesus said, "I tell you the truth, Peter, this very night before the rooster crows in the morning at daylight, you're going to disown me three times. And sure enough, we know the story we've talked about the last few weeks, and you've read the Scripture over the last few years probably, and you know that he did. Didn't even know Jesus. I I don't know who you're talking about. Jesus, me, with him? No, not me. But notice what he said there. Jesus said, not only back in verse 31, he said, you'll all fall away on my account, but right here he's saying, it's very night before the rooster crows, you'll... Disown me, Peter. Not just fall away, but you'll disown me. Two different things are going to happen that night, especially with Simon Peter. So what does the word disown mean? Let's make sure we understand this. It means to say we have no connection, no acquaintance or connection with someone. In this case, me being acquainted with Jesus, no, you got the wrong person. Me having connection with Jesus that he's from Galilee and I am too, you got the wrong person. Me following Jesus the last three and a half years? Not me. And so to disown Jesus would say, I don't even know the fellow. Never met Jesus. I don't know anything about him. You got the wrong person if you think I followed Jesus. And you say, well, nobody would do that, especially a Christian. Would we not do that, especially a Christian? Would we not be out in the world somewhere in a given situation, in a given circumstance, and because of the pressure, because of things going on around us, that we would say, no, I don't really know Jesus that well. I don't know much about Him. Me a follower? Mm, No, not really. And you say, I I wouldn't do that. So you're going to be like Simon Peter then, huh? Never fall away? He said to disown me means to deny that we know or are in any way related to someone. Me? Related to Jesus? No. But Jesus said, that's what's going to happen tonight. You're going to disown that you even know me. You're going to have no acquaintance, no connection, and not even be related to me in any kind of way. Do you ever find yourself in that situation with a family member or a friend? And somebody says, hey, are you related to... No, I don't think so. No, that's not my family. They spell their name different. You know, and, and they just they're from another part of the country. They weren't raised around here, you know, things and, and yet they're your, your first cousin or something, you know. We do it with people, we do it with Jesus too. But Peter declared Even if I gotta die with you, even if I have to go to the grave with you, I'll never disown you. I'll never say that I don't know you, that I don't have any connection with it. I'll never say that I'm not related to you, Jesus, I'll never do you, I'll never do that. And all the other disciples said the same thing. we all 11. We're all in agreement to this because Judas is already gone. But see, here's what happened. We fall to pieces when we fall away from Jesus. When we stumble over him because we don't trust him, we don't agree with him, we don't obey him, we hear him tell us something that he wants us to do that we're not willing to do it, we're not standing in agreement with him to do that, we stumble over him rather than follow Him, and then our life begins to fall to pieces. If we want to leave a life of peace and get into a life that falls to pieces, just start stumbling over what Jesus says. Just start stumbling over and says, Jesus, you want me to do this, a- and you want me to do that? I can't do that. And we stumble stumble over His words, and we stumble over His commands, and we begin to walk in a different direction than what he wants us to walk, our life that begins to fall to pieces real quick-like. And if you've never been there, then you don't want to go there because it's life of, not a life of peace. So looking at two different people, just to kind of take a detour here, Judas threw the money in the temple and he left. Then he went away and hanged himself. We looked at that a couple of weeks ago. Here on that night... When Judas turned him in for 30 pieces of silver, Judas changed his mind. He said, I shouldn't have done that. I wish wish I hadn't. I got remorse about it. He didn't repent. Didn't make it right with Jesus. He just went out and he hanged himself because of his remorse. He felt sorry for what he had done. Then Peter, though, remembered the word Jesus had spoken. He he remembered in his mind, before the rooster crows, you'll disown me three times because he already had done that. And he went outside and he wept bitterly. Two disciples, both stumbled over Jesus, both fell away from Jesus, both disowned Jesus, one hanged himself, and one went out and wept bitterly. What was the difference? One had remorse, sorrow over what they had done, the other one had repentance. Sorrow over what they had done, but made it right with Jesus. That's the difference. Both fell away, both disowned, but one repented, one had remorse. So that's how it works with us, you see. We may stumble over Jesus, we may fall away, we may even disown, we may look at His Word and, and not agree with it, not respond to it, not obey it, and therefore we stumble over what Jesus says, and we fall away as a result from that, but He always gives us that opportunity to reconcile. But the only way we're going to reconcile is through the repentance. Repentance of saying, yes, Lord, I fell away. Yes, Lord, I stumbled over you. Yes, Lord, I didn't follow you. I didn't agree with you. I didn't trust you. But I'm willing to now. And I repent of that and I turn from that. And Lord, I'm asking you to forgive me and make things right with me. And He does. And so what happens then, we live that life of peace when we're restored to that close relationship with Jesus. When we come back close to Him once again, we stumbled, we fell, and yet we come to that point of repentance. Lord, forgive me of, and fill in the blanks with whatever that is. And he restores that close relationship with us because he reaches down, he picks us up, and says, come on, let's go. we got things to do. we got places to go. we got people to serve. we got a world to look out there and try to lead to Jesus. And so what happened then with Peter in John chapter 1, just looking ahead, we look back on this from a week ago. Jesus said this to indicate the kind of death by which Peter would glorify God. Then he said to him, Peter, follow me. And then he answered Peter, if I want him to remain until I return, what is that to you? You must follow me. And so sometimes we look around and say, Jesus, what about calling them? Jesus, what about calling them? You're calling me, but what about them? And he says, that's none of your business. I'm calling you. You follow me. You be obedient to me. If, they wanna, if I, I'm going to deal with them, then I'll deal with them, but I'm dealing with you right now. So when he's talking to us, we need to be listening to him and do what he wants us to do and not worry about anybody else around us, what they're doing or what they're not doing. And so Jesus restored Peter because Peter came to that point of repentance in his life and made things right with Jesus. So a person can fall away from Jesus, they can be forgiven, and they can be restored if they repent of their sins. Jesus, I shouldn't have done that. Jesus, I shouldn't have gone there. Jesus, I'm sorry I stumbled and fell. I'm star- sorry there was a scandal because I didn't trust you and obey you. But Lord, I ask you to forgive me of that and ask you to make me right with you. And Jesus said, I want to. He's always looking for that opportunity to reconcile us to himself and he's always reaching out to do that. And as we come to that point of repentance, he does and then that peace returns and so our life falls to pieces when we fall away from Jesus. But when we live that life of peace, we're restored to Him. And that's what we're looking for tonight, aren't we? If we're in a place in our life where we've stumbled, where we've fallen, where we're not as close to Jesus in that personal relationship we had with Him when we were born again, then He's looking for that opportunity to just draw us close to Himself once again. It says, come on, let's go. And we repent, He restores us, and we move on in life. And so don't let things that happen in your life to just cause you to fall to pieces and stumble and fall and stay there and have remorse over it, have repentance over it, make it right with God, and just move forward.